Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Brian, you got your wish. Jonathan Kaminga was in the starting lineup tonight, which was the Warriors' one adjustment to what happened in Game 2. There were a couple of other adjustments, but were you excited to see your boy, Jonathan Kaminga, get the starting nod? I was I was really excited. Um, pretty, I mean, pretty underwhelming, don't you think? <laughs> he, he was... I think he was moving. He was uh, the game was going too fast for him. He was making uh, the wrong decisions, and and I think I think he needed that for like developmental purposes. But the thing is, like, it's not a developmental playoffs. You know, they they're trying to win this whole thing. They can't they can't risk that kind of stuff. I thought it was a little unfair, and you know what? We're just this is one of our opening points here. So this is point one. Let's just let's just kick it off here talking about Kaminga. Uh, I thought it was a little unfortunate because it was almost like they were like, okay, just go. And he was like, okay. And they were able to sag a guy off of Draymond. At least I think, I think that was the reason. And so Kaminga would make a decision and then he'd go into two defenders and he'd go up with really no place to go. And it's not like, uh, I think everyone was sort of staying home on the other shooter, so he couldn't really kick it out. But yeah, it was it was a little frustrating to see that happen, but I don't think it was all that surprising. I kind of feel like the the move was obviously to to raise the energy level offensively to get out to get out and get a good start. But it actually was the opposite. They got off to a bad start with him in there. And they had to take him out because he was just getting so frustrated. He's kind of emotionless sometimes. And there's a couple times today where he's like banging his hand on the court and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it was like it was almost like uh, Kerr was like, OK, got some up my sleeve. And Grizzlies were like, nah, dude, it's not going to work. I didn't help. It didn't help that the Grizzlies were absolutely hitting everything from three. Like, I think there was one point where they were like five for six from three. I mean, if you're on like the the Fitz and Kalena broadcast, if they were like Grizzlies announcers, there would have been so many like, Ja just shot it from the Bay Bridge. Like, they were just hitting from him, Ja and Jaron, I believe, like had just two deep threes. And it's like, what the hell? How did this, how is this, how is this happening? Yeah, my, my, my video is a little laggy. I apologize. It'll clear up. Um, 
Wait, have you what what broadcast have you been listening to? Have you been listening to the hometown no, I, broadcast? No, I haven't. I haven't. Me neither. I haven't listened to one second of Fitz and K- Kalena. I think well, because my Hulu, it'll just give me like, it'll just give me a broadcast, and I'll just listen to it. But it's been giving me TNT, ESPN lately. But it yeah. gave me the Warriors one, like game one or two of the Nugget series. So I think I was listening to it halfway through until. You and Ben were like, yeah, there's like another broadcast <laughs> on right now. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy. I, I think I just enjoy the Breen, Van Gundy, and Jackson version because, I mean, you can go back to the late 2000s when they got together. So it's kind of like it, it, it reminds me a little bit of the older days. So I like listening to them. Uh, as long as I don't have to listen to Richard Jefferson, man, he sounds like too much like Barry Bonds with that high pitch voice. So uh, I like Richard Jeff. He's, I, I mean, I he's, like I, he's good, but his voice drives me nuts. Yeah, I what I will say about the JVG broadcast really quick, just a quick little point. They they had to um they had to promote the Miami Grand Prix for F one, and uh, Van Gundy guy. Said, he said that Lewis Hamilton was going to win it all. Um, and I I mean. For someone who's like not an F1 fan, I do not blame him for saying that because it's essentially just picking LeBron this year yeah, to win the yeah, championship, right? Yeah. But it's like the Lakers are awful. And same with Mercedes. They're just not they're not good this year. But it's hard because you know you, Lewis Hamilton, LeBron. How do you not pick LeBron to be a favorite for a title? But the Lakers suck. Kind of <laughs> similar, similar deal there. Did you see that a Drive to Survive got picked up for two more seasons on Netflix? I did. I'm excited. I kind of wonder if Netflix is going to make an attempt to get the rights to the live races. It would make sense because, you know, I know Netflix says, ah, oh, you know, we're not going to do live sports. Some of that is because I don't think that they understand how they can monetize it as well as like some movie that someone's going to watch a hundred times over and over and over like live sports, a little different, but I don't know. It's an up and coming sport. It's the highest, uh, one of the highest, uh, growing sports, especially when it comes to live television ratings, so that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people are watching live and they want to throw us some comments, we'll 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 check out the comments and we'll put them on uh, on the live feed here. So going back to the Kaminga thing, uh, in in the second half, second half started. Otto Porter got the start, so they didn't even go to the whatever this the fast five or whatever we wanted to call it lineup. They they did play Porter. And Porter was able to hit a couple shots, so he wasn't uh, he wasn't another Draymond out there, meaning you know that they couldn't just guard him. So they went there. Kaminga does get a little bit of run near the end of the game, so he ends up eight of ten shooting, <laughs> two of four from three, eighteen points. He is the third lead or uh, fourth leading scorer on the team, and he's only played seventeen minutes. So. A little bit, you know, we were all kind of going like, oh, I hope they get him in again because, you know, he kind of had a little bit of a of a bad run there and, you know, help him with his confidence because I do think he's going to still, that there's there's going to be a game where, where he makes a difference. Tonight was not that night, but uh, it was interesting to see that that was Kerr's main, you know, kind of his, one of his, uh, I guess the most visual, like to, to the fans, it's like, oh, what's Kerr going to do? Oh, he's going to start Kaminga. Oh, okay. Like that's kind of, but there, there were other things during the game, which we will get to. Well, what okay. I do want to ask you though, is I'm listening. Yes. I'm I, I have the ABC after the game on my TV screen right now. Mm-hmm. And one of the polls they're doing is who should start game four, uh, Otto, Kaminga or pool. Who do you think pools winning the, the vote poll by a lot? But I mean, <sighs> that's a good question. And I think 
I would answer that question differently depending on how Jaw is. Now, I fully expect Ja Morant to play. He he just seems like a guy who's going to wrap it up. He get he got injured uh, in the mid fourth quarter, and it was serious enough that you know they were still within. I think they were within sixteen. It was like maybe a sixteen point lead. Warriors had gotten it up as as much as twenty one, twenty two. They got it down to sixteen. They had just shown Jaw telling his team like, look, you know, we we just play the same that we always play. We don't have to make any changes. Let's just keep playing. And then uh, there's a loose ball. He gets trapped by uh, Poole and was it Clay who also was in that it was trap? Poole and Wiggins. Okay, Poole and Wiggins. And so they slap the ball out of his hand. He goes and reaches down. And the, the announcers thought, or, or at least the broadcast thought, that might be where he would have hurt his knee. Now he had knee trouble earlier in the season, missed a handful of games. And look, he's a small guy with a with a crazy usage rate on this team. So he's constantly in action on everything. They try to hide him on defense, but that did not work today because the Warriors went and found him on defense. So, you know, that was part of the the idea was like, look, how are we going to, how are we going to get Ja in, in a little bit more action defensively? And the Warriors did find him. So not to say that that was the reason why he got hurt, but, you know, he's just, they made him play a little bit more today than they did, uh, what was it, Monday mm-hmm. night? Or, or Tuesday, whenever they last played, and I think that I think like with like those those injuries that you can't really pinpoint where it happened. I feel like those are usually the worst ones too. I really hope John Morant plays, is because you never wish injury upon a player. No. He's been ridiculously good. Like he's been so so good, and it's so fun to watch. But when I was rewatching that play, I can't really pinpoint exactly where it happened. It doesn't look like he grimaces at any point in that play. He gets up and like in the slow mo version, he he looks fine, honestly. But so Taylor Jenkins, Grizzlies head coach, said that Jordan Poole grabbed Morant's knee and yanked it. Now, I I saw the replay and it definitely looked like he had his hand on his kneecap. But if that I mean, if that's what happened, that's kind of dirty. Like, I mean, you know, I I don't know what yanking on a knee even means, um, but that that's going to be. Especially if their coach is going to go and make that, you know, public, that's That's going to be a story. And that's but yeah, it's been such a story this whole series. You know, Draymond, flagrant two, game one. Dylan Brooks, flagrant two, game two, suspended game three. Desmond Bain, even I know Warriors Twitter was taking it. Uh, There was a play where Pool. I don't know if it was a foul or not. It got called a foul, but Pool poked the ball out of Desmond Bain's hands. The ball was like on the right side of Pool, and Desmond Bain just kind of dove down right at his knees. I don't think he was meaning to be dirty or anything, but I mean, that that's another one that they were pinpointing. And if, and I, with this pool one too, I didn't, I just didn't think like it's, it's, it's unintentional. I don't think it's dirty. If that's what happened, I couldn't, it didn't look like anything to me. Yeah. And you know, I don't know, uh, you know, if it is there, um, like, like it's it's a strategic thing, right? So after last game, so when when GP goes down, a lot of Grizzlies fans thought Steve Kerr was so public in talking about that play that that's what helped get Dylan Brooks suspended. It's it's quite possible, but Steve is mm. a very emotional guy. Um, but you know, 
if that is what caused the officials to suspend Dylan Brooks, and that's really stupid. It 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 the, he it should just be what happened, not what the coach thinks or whatever. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they play this because there's only one day, so there's only one news day, which is tomorrow, and then they play Monday. So they, there's there's not a lot. You know, the the whole, part of the reason why this Dylan Brooks thing uh, was such a story is there were so many days in between games. And so th- there won't be as many days in between games this time. And so I think so we'll, we'll figure out what happens. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just don't understand how someone can yank on somebody's knee. <laughs> exactly. But. Like I could tell you right now that there's no chance he gets suspended. Like I'll have to watch the replay, I guess, a couple more times and specifically look for that. But there's just no way he gets suspended. And I think the suspension, yes, was like played into like, I don't even want to say it was played into like social media and and the outbreak it had and the NBA was forced into a decision because that's what Skip Bayless was like crying about on his TV show. But I feel like it was more that they had a almost identical incident in the regular season. And I even said it on this podcast last time we did it where mm-hmm. Grayson Allen hit Caruso, yeah. got the suspension and it just seemed like, okay, here was what we used as our baseline for deciding it because it was almost identical and boom, suspension. So we can actually, the, I, I see on Twitter, of course, Warriors World is the one who, who shared the video. Warriors World was in a lot of action the, these last couple of days. <laughs> uh, two of my friends actually going at each other. Um, okay, so I think we can share the screen here and let's just look at the uh, the play. I mean, it's it maybe maybe if you slow it down a little bit more, there there's something else going on. But um, based on what I could tell, uh no it doesn't it doesn't look too it do, it doesn't look crazy enough here but where's my twitter feed the thing though that i did see about that play and it's not shared yet but um i don't see it on there the screen go. but here, here we go did okay. have his, it's a foul jordan Poole did have his hand right there poked. and then grab the knee but that was not grabbing the knee to try and grab the knee that was trying to grab the basketball yeah re- replay that one more time so we're going to replay it again here so yeah he was she was trying to grab the basketball he wasn't trying to grab his if knee like that's the injury that's crazy that's that's unfortunate it's very unfortunate if that is the injury so um all right so uh let, let's talk a little bit about uh, and, and uh from from mark my friend mark says <laughs> taylor jenkinson's reaching what a twit to even bring that up uh, maybe he thinks that you know that's the way he, if if he really believes that steve kerr baited the officials to suspend Dylan Brooks. It's possible that that's what he's doing. But what it also tells me is that he might be a little worried about Ja, right? Because because if you're if your guy is out, then you kind of want to have one of the other guys on the other team out. So <laughs> kind of kind of a kind of weird one there. Uh, all right, so let's go to the next uh, the next topic here. So we talked about this, you know. What what do you do with Ja? He was so explosive. He was so unstoppable in game two. And they get out to a quick lead, which sends the Warriors into a zone. Now, I don't think the zone was this exceptional defense that stopped anything. That's not what a zone does. It, what it did, though, is it kind of slowed the Grizzlies down because I had texted you and Ben, I don't know, it was like, five minutes into the game and I was like the Warriors look slow and the Grizzlies look really fast and so then they throw the zone in and all it did was it made the Grizzlies have to actually run a play 
that couldn't just get to a spot and get an open three and shoot it. Now they had to actually run a play. And there was a couple heat checks. Like there was a Jaron Jackson heat check. There was another heat check. Warriors get the rebound. They get a bucket. And that's literally what that zone was good for. It was just to slow them down. And I thought it was uh, was pretty good. They didn't play a zone the whole game. Ja eventually uh, started to, to get his some insane dunks right over guys. Like, you know, we talked about this in the last podcast about how he's able to make decisions in the, in the air, you know, very unlike almost anybody in the game today, but just also the ability to hang and finish over guys because he waits for their jump to kind of be coming down. And he, and he's, and he's still sort of able to hang. It's, it's tremendous athleticism, but overall, um, that what wh- I think what they did, and this is similar to what we saw with Jokic, they made it the one man wrecking crew against a team, and that's what I saw in in for most of this game was Ja was getting his, but nobody else was. What did you see? It, it that's kind of what it felt like. It was it was kind of daring the teammates to beat them, and the teammates did not beat them. Zaire Williams looked good in the first two minutes, but he was one for five from three by the end of the game. Desmond Bain, another quiet night who could still be dealing with injury. We don't really know. It didn't feel like he looked better though. Junior. Yeah. I think he has 16 tonight. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I think Jaron Jackson jr. He didn't seem as, I don't know his stats. I actually could pull it up right now, but he shot shot great from three. Um, He was four of eight from three. Oh, of five. Other uh, on on other shots, so he ended up four of thirteen shooting, fifteen points, three rebounds, minus fourteen. Yeah, it just yeah, it felt like limit the teammates. You can't really stop Jaw no matter how hard you try, and it worked. Now, but, uh, now the Grizzlies teammates are a little bit scarier than the the Nuggets teammates, right? Because we were we were watching this happen to Jokic. It was like okay, yeah, like. Let let him pass it to, you know, except for Monte Monte Moore, maybe he 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 kind of played big, but yeah, let him let him let him pass it to to these other guys, and and they're they're kind of they don't really want that ball there. You could sort of tell, but with the Grizzlies, it's a little bit different. However, this is where I kind of wonder if Dylan Brooks was missed. It wasn't in the offense because he would have thrown up, he would have bricked a bunch of threes too, but the Warriors were able to get to the bucket so well tonight. And if you have Dylan Brooks and his six fouls, you know how how closely he's hugging Steph, how closely he'd be hugging Poole. I thought he would have been a difference maker tonight. But offensively, I still think the Warriors would have won the game because the Grizzlies, outside of Ja, they just, you know, except for that barrage that you were talking about at the beginning, they just couldn't shoot very well. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, Dylan Brooks was definitely missed on defense today. Not on offense, though. But yeah, they could have definitely used a guy like him on defense. And I just hope Jaw's not out. But what but what I will say is, though, when Jaw was out in the regular season, they like played their best. Do I think that can be replicated in the postseason? Absolutely not. It, so. give, give me all the Tyus Jones in the world. Yeah, just, but, okay, like, so I did... Someone was saying, I think it was Kawakami was saying that they were like lining up Looney and Brandon Clark's minutes. Like a couple of the guys from games one and two that felt really important, like Brandon Clark, kind of just felt not there at all. Tonight. He was he was awful tonight. 
Yep. He couldn't get he couldn't get those rebounds that he was getting, uh, especially in the first game. Um, he ends up one of four shooting two rebounds, a minus twenty-four. He's he's the worst plus minus on the Grizzlies, and he only played sixteen minutes. So I think they sort of figured that he was not uh, he was not going to be a big part of this game. But Stephen Adams got five minutes tonight, and in those five minutes, minus seven. So that's why they don't play him because. He did. He, he, he. I mean, no, you can't count those minutes. Those, those, like, just double reserves where they just put out the worst players. Like those. Yeah, but those who was he useless. matched up on? Kaminga. He was matched on Kaminga. Yeah, but I don't know. I wasn't Stephen Adams. He had. Did he have COVID or he had like some kind of illness or he missed game one because of something? It wasn't just yeah. a DMP. Game two, I believe, was a DMP, and then tonight he got a couple minutes. They could try it. They could. They could try it. Well, you you'd you'd have to probably play him against Mooney, uh, Looney. Sorry, um, and yeah, I I don't know. Like the the Warriors do a really good job. I I think what what we would see is and and you you were asking this earlier, which is why don't the Warriors target specific guys on defense like Chris Paul is doing in the Dallas Luka. series and like Luca is doing in the Dallas series. And it, it's really never been what Kerr has believed in. Now, when he had KD, it was different, right? Cause KD is the ultimate mid range scorer, you know, maybe the, maybe in, in history of the NBA, honestly, but they don't have that guy. You have pool who will get to the hole and you have Steph who will get to the hole, but those are the guys that you would basically be wanting to find the shot. And if you take them out of their normal offense, which is a lot of running and running through screens, then you miss a lot of the mismatch opportunities that they do get because uh, of the way that the offense flows. And, you know, you see, you see the action of, and we saw this today. There was a moment where Jordan Poole goes to the rim, feeds Looney. Looney didn't even try and finish. Pool sneaks out to the base to near near the the three point line in the corner. Looney finds him. Boom. So if you do that hunting stuff, then you miss out on a lot of those kind of plays, which is kind of what the Warriors offense does. Now, do they need to do it a little bit more? I think I think yes, because we saw we saw Pool getting matched up on, on Jaw, and really that's the only flaw in Jaw's game is it's not really a great one on one defender. He, he, they try to hide him a lot because of his size and uh you know curry in 2000 you know 2013 2012 time frame i'm sure there's a there's a parallel but curry's a better rebounder um at least uh, at least defensive rebounds and i know jaw ends up with a lot with a lot of rebounds because he's just such a great athlete but those hard rebounds um the ability to fight through stuff I think Ja takes some plays off defensively sometimes. And in this in this these playoffs, he's gonna have to be able to to do that on defense. And they, they kind of talked about it a little bit on the broadcast where they were saying he should he has the the ability to probably be a halfway decent defender. Yeah, he's a, he's athletic. He has the tools, uh, similar to why Donovan Mitchell shouldn't be this bad on defense. Uh Anthony Edwards, also another athlete who's actually pretty decent on defense. Um but it's like a lot of these like offensive, like your best score 
I can think of like Trey Young is like the worst defender in the league, but he brings so much offensively. Trey Young's another person who gets the target he wants yeah. on switches. Um, Luca, bad defender. You know, uh, I know there's a couple of Donovan Mitchell, I guess, but yeah, I guess that is the one flaw. I guess you could say maybe just shooting threes, but I really don't think he needs it. It, it seems like he's just completely like, well, he's what, always going to get, he's always going to get open ones, right? Because of his ability to take guys off the dribble and they, they're going to take that step back because they know that he's going to get there. So any three that he really wants, he's got it. He could take it because he's going to have that room because he's so good off the dribble that these guys don't, you know, they, they don't want to get put in a uh, a carousel or or whatever by falling to the ground like Poole did in game two. Okay, so... It felt like, wait, really quick, it felt like they did a lot more... Um, They went at Kyle Anderson a lot. That was that was good for them. He got mad um, today. Yeah. <laughs> I never seen um, him get that mad. Neither have I. And then I think they were doing some Kaminga high screen. I don't know who was on him. I forget who was on him, but they wanted that guy on Stephen Pool. I don't know if it was Clark. I don't know if it was Tillman, but they got some of that going where Kaminga was the roller, get the ball, and then make the decision. Am I gonna am I gonna finish? Am I gonna kick it? I thought that worked for a couple possessions, which was like that second stint he got. Like the he got like what three or two stints in the whole game. That one, and then he got sat for like the whole rest of the first half, most of the second, maybe gets brought in one more time, and then he gets the the reserve minutes. That was interesting. So, like, like we said, the, the, the zone doesn't really stop Ja, but it does turn other guys in, in, into, into jump shooters. So, DeAnthony Melton, 5 of 14 shooting, 1 of 8 from 3. He and Jaron Jackson took the most threes of, uh, of any Grizzly. Steph was only 2 of 8 from 3 tonight. Kind of interesting. Uh, I, I didn't realize watching the game that, that he was only 2 of 8. Uh, you had Zaire Williams, like you said, three of eight shooting, one of five from three. Um, Desmond Bain played a little bit better. He was a four of seven from three. Um, and uh, and then uh, Kyle Anderson, one of three from three, four of six. Uh, he was the best plus minus of, of any Grizzly before he got kicked out of the game, but he only played four, uh, 16 minutes. On the Warriors' end, Andrew Wiggins had another sneaky good game, which doesn't really show too much in the stats. 7 of 10 shooting, uh, 17 points, plus 3. He didn't really rebound like, like he has been, but he was fighting in there. He was being physical. He was tipping balls. Uh, he flushed over somebody, uh, maybe even twice. I think he dunked twice. I was Dray- Clark. Draymond's stat line is kind of ridiculous. Uh, Draymond had five rebounds, eight assists, five points. Plus, did he have any blocks or steals? One block, four turnovers, uh, zero steals. Did you think he had a good game? Watching it, I thought he was turning the ball over a little bit too much. Um, the thing that he was doing really well, as shown by his only his four fouls, is he was jumping straight up. He wasn't trying to that you know two of those fouls were from screens and one of them he got really mad at Steph because Steph was doing too much dancing and he was trying to hold the screen forever uh but I, I just thought uh the, the the thing that I thought he did really well which is shown by his his assist total is um early on he made a couple dumb dumb uh passes but he really shored that up in the second half and he was making the smart play. He wasn't trying to speed up 
the game maybe when they weren't ready to, to to speed up the game. I thought he played really well. He only played 26 minutes too, and I'm not exactly sure why. Some of it may have been the the three first quarter fouls, but otherwise, you know, when it comes to the the the, the main players, um, he only had a, a two minutes more than uh, than Porter. Uh, and a minute more than uh, Wiggins, so he only played 26 mm-hmm. minutes. Oh, so, I mean, hopefully that's good for his uh, for for the rest of the series for his stamina. He didn't take any unnecessary beatings. Clay, another interesting stat line, because there's sometimes where I watch him and I'm like, man, this dude is hunting for shots again. And whenever he hunts for shots, uh, especially these hard twos, he sh- he's missing them, and and they're bad misses because they create fast break opportunities on the other end, but. Four of six from three, nine rebounds. That was uh, that was tough. Twenty one points plus twenty two on the night. Jordan Poole had the highest plus minus. He's a plus thirty three for the Warriors. Steph was thirty and six, fourteen of fourteen from the free throw line, which was clutch because no other Warrior had more than two free throws, and only Ja Morant had as many as five free throws for the Grizzlies. So they were shooting a lot of jumpers. Uh, Warriors were sh- Warriors were getting to the hole, but Steph was the only one getting to the line. Even Jordan Poole, as much as he went to the rim, he only had two free throws. So Jordan Poole, 27 points, which leads me to my next one, which was, it was another pool party. Um, Jordan Poole, he had the moments that he had in, in those nuggets games where the warriors, you know, for whatever reason they're, they can't, they're, they're the, whatever play they're running or, you know, whatever that they, they just can't do anything. And it's like, Jordan was like, okay, let me get a screen and I'll be slippery and I'm going to get a bucket. And he was excellent at that tonight. Uh, he didn't he he didn't get bogged down in what I thought in game two, which was a lot of dribbling, a lot of trying to create something where it wasn't there. And uh, he played a lot more towards uh, some of those good nuggets games uh, tonight. And I thought I thought he was excellent. It, you know, we'll see about that grabbing the knee thing, but um, really good stuff for Jordan Poole tonight. I thought Jordan Poole was awesome. Uh, you said it. Twenty seven points. Seemed like he was a little frustrated in the beginning. He seemed like he wanted some foul calls that weren't going his way, but he was just on tonight. Like there were a couple just like step back twos where I'm like, dude, why are you doing a step back two? Like that's such a tough shot. And then he just hits it. And then mm-hmm. that's when you know that he's like going. It reminded mm-hmm. me of like that late March or that March to April run that he did in the regular season where it was just like, how is this dude hitting some of the shots that he's hitting? And, and he was, yeah. Do you, so, okay. So let's go back to your poll question. It seems, and this is what I've always said about Poole, is he's instant offense for a team that can get bogged down sometimes because they often play non-shooters. Now, if Steph is off or Clay is off and Wiggins is dribbling his way into contested 19-footers, they they need somebody who can get an easy bucket and pool can do that because he is so fast. I like him coming off the bench. So I don't think I would start him. I may, I, I might go back a little auto and just, just, and just be willing if he get, you know, he may get a couple early foul calls and just be ready. Okay. What's our next play. If auto 
mm-hmm. is, isn't 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 having a good game is it you know is it bringing in pool immediately or maybe it is bringing in kuminga or maybe it's bringing looney in who you know i'm not exactly sure how if looney and draymond will, will really play together again but just be ready to have that plan b and uh and I'm I'm fine with with them starting Otto. I kind of liked how that looked because the one thing about Otto is he's not going to get caught up. He's not gonna he's not gonna fall for um, you know all these pump fakes, and he's not gonna try and block a shot. He's gonna box out and try to get the rebound. So he's gonna play you know sort of that fundamental style, which it, which is good. And he he's just a, a calming presence on the team because that that one well, what was he in the plus minus today uh he was a plus 30 so he's second to jordan pool and plus minus and he's been like that for yeah uh, for most of these playoffs so is your third segment about auto or no no third, third segment point. was the pool party oh this is number three okay then this yeah. i want to i think we should go on our auto rant because i think he's okay. been awesome i think the auto has been fantastic um and the thing with auto though I think, okay, really backpedaling just a little bit. What you were saying about the poll where it's if Jaw is in, there, that's a different starting lineup than when Jaw is out. I think if Jaw misses the next game, I think you go fast five from the jump. Just try to kill him. Uh, if Jaw is in, I think you go auto. That would be my opinion. But with auto, I just feel like he makes all the right... He does all the right things. You can you can argue the travel call in the first quarter. I didn't think it was a travel. I just think like Jeff Van Gundy said, it just looked awkward. So that's why mm-hmm. people were quick to call the travel. But with Otto, I don't think you, you can look at his three-point percentage. Even though we love... Like that was what he was marketed as when he, he was, was like coming three in. Three of five league. tonight. Yeah, yeah. But he was just like some three-point shooter on the Bulls. Like that's kind of what we... Or the Wizards. That's kind of what we knew him as was just this really good sharpshooter, right? But I feel like lately it hasn't totally mattered... Like, I don't think he has a bad game if he's not hitting threes because I think he's just so impactful on other things, whether it's keeping the possession alive on tipping offensive rebounds or, you know, drawing a, drawing a, a loose ball foul or something when he's just trying to make an effort to get the offensive rebound. He makes the right plays defensively. Great rebounder. I just think that the threes, it just makes it so much better now that he's hitting them. But I would I would like to give a little shout out to Warriors front office because it seemed like it was it was the reports that I remember from the offseason was that we wanted Patty Mills and we wanted Batum. Neither of them came. We got Otto Porter Jr. and Jordan Poole stepped up. And it honestly is better than what I think those two could have been. I think Batum actually could have been really nice. But I think Otto Porter Jr. has been outstanding. Like, I I feel like we should have had the... That should have been a point, man. Otto Porter Jr. alone. And I think Otto Porter Jr. You you could send me some some stuff. Yeah, I don't don't have to come up with all of them. I think uh, Otto needs a like an alliteration. Like pool party, auto, <laughs> yeah, auto, gonna... auto onslaught to auto auto matic. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, so yeah, so Warriors uh, the, the the game gets out of hand in the fourth quarter once Jaw goes out because uh, Taylor Jenkins just pulls everybody out of the game. The Warriors end up winning one forty two to one twelve, so they win by thirty points and. Uh, and we go to game four, which is Monday at the Chase Center. So the Warriors can go up 3-1 or the Grizzlies can tie it again and retake home court advantage back. All right. Before we do get out of here, we want to talk a little bit around the NBA. And since we didn't play the uh, the sexy music for the Kamingo watch, 
Um, so the other series is which is the one that you are trying to pay attention to the most? Because there's so much basketball on. I can't watch everything, but as Phoenix, are you watching Phoenix just to, to kind of scout just in case the Warriors do get to Phoenix? Mm-hmm. Is that, the, is that uh, the series you're watching most closely? No, the most, the most interesting, I should be, I should be, I am watching it, but the most, the series that's the most exciting has got to be Bucks Celtics, even though like, I feel like game one and two were kind of like blowout games where I feel like this series was supposed to be very, um, like, like a very like tight series, you know, like I thought this was supposed to be like the two best teams in the East going at each other. No offense, heat, but game three was kind of finally that it was, it was like a tight game all the way through ended on. Al Horford not getting the tip in in time to what, tie what it did up. what did you think about the foul call? It was uh, the one where they wanted it to be three shots instead of two. Jeez, I don't really, I don't really know. What did you think? I I didn't see it in the context. I only saw it in the replay, um, and so it's it's hard to like. Sometimes when when they show it in slow motion, it's almost harder to sort of figure it out because I kind of want to see how it happened. Um, I don't know that 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 rule, how they determine what's on the floor and what's in the act of shooting, it seems so 50-50 to me because there's so many moments where I'm like, okay, that's on the floor, and then they count it. And there are others where I'm like, that's clearly in the act of shooting, and then they say it's on the floor. There was mm-hmm. one in today's game where I think I want to say it was Kyle Anderson got an and one where somebody got an and one on the Grizzlies and the Warriors are like, that was on the floor. And I was like, I, I couldn't even tell you. I I, I don't even yeah, know. That how to stuff's make that so call. weird now. I don't, I don't know anymore. Announcers say that too. They're like, I don't even know anymore what's on the floor and what's in the, in the motion of shooting. Um, but so, yeah. uh, so, so Ben, our, our buddy Ben just texted us and said that John ja Morant tweeted out that uh Jordan Poole hurt his knee and he and he and he wrote that he broke the code. <laughs> and, but then he deleted the tweet. John Morant's so great at entertainment. <laughs> like I mean I would just reply with a video like a picture of Dylan Brooks bashing Gary Payton's head <laughs> and then a picture of Jordan Poole's hand on your knee. <laughs> like did he break his knee? Like is that is then he maybe but look no. I, I, I don't yeah, social media is so interesting. You know, we talked about this before where you kind of grew up and it was in existence. Uh, and, you know, what are you? Uh, you're the same age as Jaw. Is that right? Jaw's like a year younger than me. Or we're the same age. Is he 22? I don't I thought. I thought maybe. I think 22. he might be 22. I Yeah, I'm 22. So anyway, the fact that he is in this moment, the biggest moment of his career, the... Uh, second round of the NBA playoffs. And it is his show. It is literally his show. The Warriors may very well win the series, but everyone's going to talk about how well Jop played, right? That's just kind of how it's going to go. And he's on this stage. He's playing so well. And to have his fortunes go sideways uh, on some sort of fluky injury has got to be frustrating. Now, does he believe that Poole tried to hurt him? I don't imagine he does, but maybe in the moment when he's so mad thinking that, gosh, this is so unfair, you need an excuse for something yeah, to happen. And, and you point you point at that. But also his coach does not, uh, 
you know, his, his coach saying that does not give him, um, you know, a, a good mentor there to, to kind of chill out. So what yeah. it, it, it is what it is. It's entertainment. It's basketball. The uh, tw- NBA Twitter is probably going crazy, right? About this stuff. They're having a blast with it. This is kind of what it is. This is why we love this stuff. And uh, I, I, I mean, you know, all, all eyes on, uh, on the announcement for, cause it's only, it's like I said, it's only, he's only got 24 hours to rest. And then they play again on uh, on Monday. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. So let's talk. Let's go back to what you were talking about in this Boston Milwaukee game. So, Milwaukee now, now that they're up two one, they have the ho- have the home court advantage, and Boston. Um, I don't know that you know they have. Th- it's almost like. Because of their run at the end of the season, it was almost like, yeah, this is what this team sh- we you know could have been all along, and whatever reason they turned that switch on. The problem with turning on that switch like that, to me, is if you kind of get punched in the mouth and you lose a game like this, that and you played well. You know, I actually I didn't see all the games, so I don't know if the Celtics w- would would think that they played well or not. But the other team, the the defending champions, kind of stand tall. Then you got to wonder if you're Boston, you're like, okay, what do we now need to do? Can we change anything? Can we? Mm-hmm. You know, we are. This is who we are. This is who we were. And they still beat us. That that is kind of an interesting thing because and that's why it's so hard to beat the champs because Giannis and company, um, you know, they know what it takes to to win it as as they showed last year. So, you know, Giannis had the I think they said it in, in the Warriors game where he was just like, I I, I had the taste and and now I, that's all I want is is to just win it again and we'll mm-hmm. see because Boston has you know- Boston has some some you know some guys who. I think Jason Tatum definitely made a leap. Jalen Brown's playing well. Marcus Smart just transformed his whole NBA game in, in a season. And they have dogs. I think those guys are really awesome players. But it's almost unfortunate that this is the second round of the playoffs and not the conference finals because Boston may have just run into the champions, right? And and then mm-hmm. it's it's all for naught. That's what I think happened. But I think something they could look at going into like, okay, what did we do wrong? Jason Tatum, 10 points, one rebound, three assists, but the shooting four for 19, 21% from the field. Oh, for six from three minus five. Um, it was a lot of like Wesley Matthews guarding him and like Wesley Matthews is a good defender, but Jason Tatum should not be getting stopped by Wesley Matthews. That's why I feel like there's a little something like maybe with him. Cause I don't think Wesley Matthews can, can hold him like he did today. Like it's gotta be, it's gotta be Tatum. Marcus smart. Also one for eight from the field, one for four, like Jalen Brown played well, but I think you can pin it to like, like, cause that's the thing with this team. Like, does everything need to be going well for them to win a game? Cause if so, like, that's kind of hard. That's kind of hard mm-hmm. to get everyone going. So I yeah. guess we'll see with this. We'll see. We'll see in the coming games with this team. I have bucks and seven. Um, I'm just going to keep with that. Is Embiid enough to turn the series around? It feels with- like it, but I don't, 
this what's the heat have a 2-1 lead now they have another game in philadelphia i think that the sixers can get another game at home tie the series up 2-2 go back to miami i think by that time maybe miami has some stuff figured out about Embiid. though i think miami still might win this series and that's unfortunate because joel Embiid missed the first two games that it's just in their favor it's in in the one seed that's what you get Mm -hmm. and then uh and then in in the the phoenix and dallas series now I've watched a little bit more of that just because uh, they've been on a little later and I, and when I'm able to to kind of sit down and watch some of these games. Um, I I feel like this series is based on how well Chris Paul controls the game because he and Luca now he's not the shot maker that Luca is right, and he's he's not he's not going to be the one shooting all those crazy step back threes like Luca, but they control the game similarly in that when the when it push comes to shove they have the basketball in their hands. Now when Chris Paul is playing well and he's controlling the game, Phoenix almost looks unstoppable, but you saw Game Three. I think he had six turnovers in the first quarter or something like that. Yeah, bad Chris He's just game. throwing the ball all over the place, and that just turns it in. So I almost feel like the series is going to be based on who plays who, who plays better, who controls the game better between Chris Paul and Luka. Now, you know, th- that that is not to say that 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 Booker, Devin Booker's not, you know, Devin Booker could could completely change the game just on a shooting alone. Uh, and, you know, Aiton is going to play big and he's going to play well because he's such a good player. But I do think it comes down to those two guys playing because if Chris Paul plays well, I don't see Dallas being able to beat them and they may even get beat in five or six games. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the stats from game two, but from game three, it definitely felt like, okay, hello, Jalen Brunson and hello, Spencer Dinwiddie. Where the heck have you guys been? Because they were really good. Um, And I think that's what we were kind of waiting for. Jalen Brunson had an amazing, amazing series against the Utah Jazz. Thought it would kind of carry over but then again Suns defense is amazing and it didn't kind of carry over for that first game or two game three he was really good um it feels like just uh, it just feels like home court the home court advantage in this year's playoffs I would love to know the win-loss percentage you have for it feels out ridiculous this year and and Phoenix takes two at home. Dallas gets one now at home. Uh, Philadelphia gets theirs at home. Heat gets both of theirs at home. Memphis splits theirs at home. Warriors so get one Milwaukee. at home. So is Milwaukee, Boston. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. All right. So uh, we'll be back Monday night. And we may have somebody from the Facebook group joining us. So we may have another three-man pod here, like a three-man weave. Um, but before we get out really of here, quick though, oh, yeah. you got it before we get out of here. I'll, I'll do mine. Uh, lots of cool names that was getting, that was at the game today. Shanahan, oh, yeah, Lynch, yeah. um, Walton, I think both Waltons. Uh, I think it's a shame. It's not a shame, but it is a shame that the baseball season is happening right now. Cause I would have loved to see Brandon Bell with a captain hat on. <laughs> I know. Been awesome. I, well, I mean, he left the giants game early because of a stiff I neck. Heard. neck. Uh, yeah. He should yeah. That, to the that, game. that was, that was a hard thing because we had Buster Posey day today at the park and then we had the Warriors game. The Giants game took forever. It was like a 13 to seven football score. But you Brian know, Wilson looks like old Bret Hart. <laughs> Brian Wilson. 
I don't know. They're they're somebody might have to tell him he is. I think he's in his mid thirties at this point. It's okay to to <laughs> graciously grow old, my guy. You don't you don't have to look like a punk rock teenager. Um, uh, that I mean that that stuff was cool, except for No Lincecum, which always know, makes me sad. I know. Um, okay, so uh, so like I said, we'll have a guest in our probably I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh, we'll have someone join us from the Warriors, uh, the Death Lineup Facebook group. If you want to uh, participate, we are on Facebook. Just search the Death Lineup, um, and you can see that logo, which is right above here. We're right. I can't can't do it. Um, and uh, and and join Facebook. So yeah, so uh, we'll be back on Monday night. Um, what was I going to say before we go? I you yeah, I think you messed me up. I know, my bad. All right, where can people find you? Uh, it. What is my stuff? I I think it's different on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram, no, this is Twitter. I think Twitter's. Ah, I I, I put the wrong one up. Here we go. Oh, we could just do the Bam. Yeah, I was going to say my personal. Yeah, follow follow the Bam on Twitter at the Bam Pods with an S at the end. Instagram at the Bam Pod. Are lots you guys stuff, lots of stuff coming out daily? Are you guys only doing one one podcast a week per sport? Is that the yeah? Rotation? So three podcasts a week, but you know but all these tons kids, of social stuff, right? Tons of social stuff. All these kids that I brought onto the team that I went to college with, they're seniors. They're graduating. They're not available. Baseball keeps getting postponed when baseball's in season. There's not really anything to talk about football right now. Like I can't think of anything. And basketball's doing great though. <laughs> Yeah, you could do, you know, because Brad and I on the uh, Thompson to Clark in in the off season, you're trying to think of stuff. You're trying to create like some fun lookbacks, and you know, there's some free agency stuff. But I think y- y- uh, the conversation is the key. So even if like if you feel like you have good chemistry with a couple of the guys, like just say, hey, if you're 30 minutes, like just you know, the, just keep the conversation going because that's key in the chemistry and the repetitions of shows mm-hmm. just to keep, just to keep doing it. Just, just even if it's for 20 minutes, just keep doing it. So, all right. Um, yeah. So we'll be back Monday night and Oh, I know now I know what I was going to say. What is your prediction for Monday night, which is a little hard unless we know what happens with Joe. I know exactly. Uh, I'm going to take the warriors. I'm rolling on this home court, home court advantage being like, it is a real thing, but I think I think this playoffs it's it's meant more, because um, the teams it feels like they're a lot tighter rather than there being some superpower. So I'm gonna go with the Warriors. Um, I do think this. I said five. I think that was a little optimistic, but heck, if Jaw's out, it's it is gonna be in five. You know. So you know, Kerr had an interesting comment after Game Two, said that he really believes in karma. This is not the karma that he believed in by the way like i i don't i hope people don't go back to that comment because steve kerr did not want to see john moran get hurt so yeah uh, oh, no, no. oh and, and one more thing this is uh from our buddy ben cruz so jordan Poole said it was a basketball play he responded to jaw's tweet saying he broke the code by saying it was a basketball play he said he didn't do anything on purpose and was just reaching. So that, that's what we said. That's what it looked like. So they had the replay. <laughs> they could have tried to get a flagrant. Nothing happened. I actually don't know the rules on that, but I have a I have a tasty little tweet I'm thinking of right now to <laughs> you up. 
Uh-oh. So B Gonzalez with a second S. Is that what you are on Twitter? I have no clue. I, have no <laughs> I clue. think that's what it is. No, I think it's Brian Gonzalez. Oh, is, yeah, it, is Brian, it Brian Gonzalez? Brian Gonzalez with two S's. With two S's. S's. All right. So uh, that is it from here. We will see you Monday night after Warriors Grizzlies game four.